Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 82, and I'm drinking St. Remy VSOP French Brandy. With each episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. I chose St. Remy for this episode because I've been enjoying brandy lately and I was looking for another brand to add to my collection. The bottle of St. Remy was sitting almost alone on the bottom shelf of my local liquor store, but because it was obviously French and rather inexpensive, I decided I would pick up the bottle and give it a try. Also, the name was a little confusing to me. I had this sense with it being named St. Remy that perhaps it was a knockoff of Remy Martin Cognac, but for the price and the fact that it was purely French, I figured I'd give it a try. So the bottle I have for the tasting is a standard 750 milliliters of St. Remy VSOP French Brandy. It is 40% alcohol by volume, making it 80 proof, and it retails for about $17. The bottle is black glass. It's a trademark design that was introduced in 1949, but first trademarked in 1961. The labeling, however, on this was updated in 2017. I'd describe the bottle as rather simple in shape. It's short and squat with an overall profile I'd describe as reminiscent of a pot still. It's got a long neck, and I like a long neck. It's perfect for grasping with one hand. Front and center on the shoulder of the bottle is a flat round space with a black and gold foil label applied there carrying the St. Remy symbol. This is of a walking lion holding an axe. More on him in history, but around the walking lion are the words French distiller since 1886. This is in French, but I'll spare you my poor pronunciation of the language. The front label is rectangular, features the St. Remy text logo that is hyphenated, always hyphenated. It's shown in gold metallic on a black background, and below there are some red and gold dividing lines. Then a mostly tan or ecru colored section with VSOP in large black letters. Then below that, French brandy in red text. This text is bilingual. It is both in English and French. The walking line is in the background of this tan part of the label as well. The bottom of the label features volume and proof information, plus product of France in, again, both English and French, plus small blue, white, and red fleur-de-lis for that extra Frenchness. The back label is equally simple, and in addition to the barcode and legal stuff, it reads... Since 1886, St. Remy has crafted brandies through the selection and distillation of wines sourced exclusively from French vineyards. Aged in French oak barrels, St. Remy VSOP embodies the iconic and historical taste of St. Remy. It can be enjoyed neat, on ice, or with a simple mixer. The bottle is topped by a mostly black metal screw cap with the brand logo on the top, I've seen that at times the bottle is sold in a box, but at this price point, I wouldn't expect the extra investment in packaging, to be honest. And therefore, my bottle was sold naked, unboxed. Okay, let's open this bottle up. I'm rather eager to try it. I've had it for well over a month, I think. Okay, here we go. Metal screw cap. There we go. And as with all liquors and liqueurs on this podcast, I'm going to be tasting it neat using a clean Glencairn glass. 
it's a whiskey nose and glass ideal for seeing the spirit, smelling the spirit, and tasting the spirit. So let's give it a pour. In the glass, when it comes out of the opaque bottle, it's a very amber orange color. It's not necessarily gold, it's more orange amber leaning. Looks like brandy. It's got some alcohol tears when you swirl it in the glass. Let's you know it's alcoholic. That's about what that tells you. Okay, and on the nose. Oh, it's fruity. A bit of ethanol burn on the front end, but I get some fruitiness to it first and foremost. Let's try it again. Definitely pick up the oak, the aging of it. The fruit, though, is... Maybe strawberry, sweetness, grapiness, but not wine. It's not like wine grape. It's more of like a sweet table grape. I get some vanilla as well. Oakiness, vanilla, sort of nondescript fruit. There's maybe some subtle floral hints to it, but fruity was the first thing I got, which I like. Now let's give it a taste. Hmm. The fruitiness definitely comes through on the palate. There's a nice flavor to it, but then the oak, the wood comes through. And honestly, for an 80 proof spirit, it's got a little more bite than I expected, a little more burn. It's not to say that that's a bad thing. Definitely on the palate, it does have a nice mouthfeel and it's quite pleasant, almost smooth. The bite comes in the finish a little bit. Let's go for another taste. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm just waking up my palate to the ethanol, to the proof. I don't really have that sharpness to it anymore. Tastes like brandy. I mean, that's always struggle with this. How do I describe a spirit that tastes like itself? This tastes like brandy. It's not grapey. Let's try it again. It's brandy flavored fruit, I guess, is what you get. Nondescript fruitiness. It is rather smooth, and the more I drink of it, I appreciate the mouthfeel. The sharpness is gone. I do get a lot of oakiness, some vanilla that comes through. I'm left with a woodiness as the aftertaste. It's kind of sweet without a, a sugary or cloying flavor to it. I wouldn't necessarily call it dry, though. This is quite pleasant. Okay, so let's move on to history. First up, I need to clear up that confusion about St. Remy and Remy Martin. They indeed are related, and one source I read while doing my research for this episode described the two brands as cousins, and that sounds about right to me. St. Remy is owned by the Remy Quantro Group. This is a company that was formed in 1990 when Remy Martin merged with Quantro, maintaining their respective family flagship brands of Remy Martin Cognac and Cointreau Triple Sec, while acquiring more diverse spirits, including Brooklady Scotch Whiskey. I've featured Remy Martin, Cointreau, and Brooklady on past episodes, so go back and listen to them if you've missed them. 
What I will admit is I was still confused as a consumer about where St. Remy fit within the arguably more famous Remy Martin Cognac House. And so I reached out to the international marketing director for Remy Cointreau Group for clarification, and he was gracious enough to provide me with this clarity. St. Remy was founded in 1886 by Paul Emile Remy Martin II, who was a great-great-grandson of Remy Martin, the founder of the Cognac brand. As such, St. Remy, as a brandy distillery and brand, has always been part of the group. So when Remy Martin merged with Cointreau, St. Remy was part of the Remy Martin side of the equation. This seemingly simple fact was not available online, and so I am very happy I was able to go to the source and be able to share the clarification with you, my listeners. So let's go back to 1886. St. Remy is brandy, and cognac, if you'll remember, is a specific type of brandy. Yet, St. Remy is not, and never has been, cognac. As far as I can tell, it does not aspire to be cognac. It's always been a brandy, and it was created in 1886 as a response to the phylloxera plague that destroyed between two-thirds and as much as nine-tenths of all European wine grape vines. Phylloxera is a very small sap-sucking insect, similar to an aphid. It's native to North America. The pest was accidentally introduced to Europe in the 1850s when English botanists collected North American grapevines. The vineyards of continental Europe were hit very hard when the pest spread. Devastated is a correct description. And because of this, distilled spirits were impacted, along with the wine business, but distilled spirits arose in a number of ways, from the rise of absinthe and its subsequent banning to the creation of St. Remy. Phylloxera helped shape the landscape of the modern drinker's options. So, Paul Emile Remy Martin II went looking for grapevine varieties that were more resistant to phylloxera and discovered the Gros Blanc variety of grapes that were similar to Foie Blanche, growing in Marcelot in the Loire Valley area of France. I realized that was a lot of French I likely mispronounced. You'll forgive me, they're grape varietal names and place names. Paul Emile was in search of supply, and when he found it, he set up a distillery to produce high-quality brandy, creating St. Remy. Paul Emile undeniably had experience gained from his relationship with the storied cognac house bearing his name, and he was able to apply this expertise to St. Remy brandy. After the founding of the distillery, the first notable thing that comes up on the timeline is 1917, when St. Remy released Fine St. Remy an expression of French brandy made to a recipe that the brand says accounts for the essence of this unique and authentic French brandy. At some point, the walking lion holding an axe was introduced. Described as powerful, elegant, and noble, the king of beasts, the symbol has been on St. Remy bottles for decades. I can't find a specific date of introduction, but what I do know is that St. Remy Brandy and Remy Martin Cognac did not exist in vacuums. Paul Emile Remy Martin II was active with both brands. The Remy Martin Cognac's Centaur logo was introduced in 1870 by Paul Emile's father, so it seems more than plausible that a similar symbol would come to be used for the Brandy brand. The next historical milestone was 1949, when the distinct bottle shape was introduced. 
St. Remy was and continues to be a pioneer in the French brandy business, and they were the first brand to sell their spirits in an unusual black bottle. As I mentioned at the beginning, the bottle was registered in 1961. More than a decade later, by 1977, St. Remy had found international favor, seeing export to more than 80 countries, while being enjoyed domestically in France as well. 1980 saw St. Remy's introduction of their Napoleon VSOP brandy. These two terms, Napoleon and VSOP, both have age statements imbued within them. Napoleon today tends to refer to a brandy or cognac that has aged at least six years. However, VSOP stands for Very Superior Old Pale and denotes an age of at least four years for the youngest eau de vie in the blend. So a Napoleon VSOP in today's market would present a conflict. However, in 1980, it seems Napoleon was used more as a descriptor of quality rather than definition of age. And a silhouette of Napoleon Bonaparte graced the label of St. Remy with his famous bicorn hat. Essentially, this 1980 product appears to have simply been a premium version of St. Remy. In 1981, Martine Pan joined the house of St. Remy, and she ended up becoming the cellar master or master blender. A rather rarity as a female master blender, she would work for St. Remy for 35 years before retiring in 2016. After being on the job for most of a decade and presumably really getting to know the eau de vie aging in the cellars, Pond created St. Remy's first XO brandy in 1990. XO is a proper age definition, meaning extra old. The youngest eau de vie would have spent at least six years in barrel. So the ambiguity of Napoleon VSOP seems to have been put to rest with the introduction of the XO. Near the end of Martine Pond's career, she created the brand's first high-end limited edition bottling with 2012's St. Remy's Reserve Privé, or Private Reserve. Specially selected eau de vie that fit with the cellar master's intended flavor profile for a private reserved spirit. A new small batch reserve followed in 2014 with limited release. Martine Pan retired in 2016, passing the torch to another female master blender, Cecile Rodot, who holds the position currently. Cecile was not new to St. Remy. A native of the Loire Valley, she joined the house in 1997 and spent nearly two decades learning before she was appointed master blender. Under Cecile's leadership, the brand has expanded their line of French brandy. The Remy Cointreau Group invested in a packaging and brand overhaul of St. Remy in 2017 into 2018. The strategic goal was to capture some of the then-burgeoning craft brandy market, perhaps leading consumers to the then-more expensive and maybe more prestigious cognacs from Remy Martin. But for St. Remy, this investment helped spur creativity with the brandy. A cask-finished expression was launched in 2018, with the limited release having been finished in French Chardonnay casks. 2019 saw expansion of this to at least six more expressions, finishing the brandy in everything from Isla Scotch whiskey casks to Olorosa sherry casks, even dark rum casks from Barbados, all of which impart flavor to the brandy and all of which, incidentally, come from brand partners that the Remy Cointreau Group owns. 
2020 may have brought one of the most significant product developments, though, with Cicely Rodeau creating St. Remy Signature. The Signature bottle is different from the rest of St. Remy's bottles. It's clear and cylindrical with the walking lion wielding an axe embossed on the glass. For this, Cecile changed up the production process for St. Remy as well, something that's rather bold to do with a very traditional brand and spirit like St. Remy, but it's said to respect the tradition of the brand. And all signs show that the Remy Cointreau Group investment in St. Remy has been paying off. The brand experienced nearly a 13% increase in sales year over year from 2020 to 2021. The 2020 sales figures I found equate to about 90,000 9-liter cases. The brand is available in around 70 countries today. So now on to how it's made. St. Remy is French, through and through. They are so proud of the fact that they're French that their tagline is, Les Brandy So French. Production is rather straightforward for brandy. And because it's a brandy, that means the base material that's distilled that provides the sugars are grapes. High-quality French wine grapes are selected from throughout France. These include both red and white grape varieties that are then made into wines. The wines are then distilled through continuous copper column stills. This is a little break in tradition in that brandy would have traditionally been distilled in a pot still. But the results are much the same, and with a skilled distiller, the yield is a new eau de vie that then requires aging in order to become St. Remy Brandy. Aging takes place in French oak barrels. After a period of years, no less than four for this VSOP, the skill of the master blender, Cecile Rodeau, is employed to expertly blend the barrels to create the signature taste of St. Remy VSOP Brandy. During blending, distilled water will be added to get to a consistent bottling proof. The final step is bottling, done in the Loire Valley in France. Then much of St. Remy is exported around the world to waiting consumers. On to cocktails and consumption. Just like the bottle says, St. Remy should be enjoyed neat, on the rocks, or maybe mixed in a brandy-focused cocktail. But it's probably best treated simply. So in summary, what do I think of St. Remy? I'm glad I picked the bottle up and I'm glad I leaned in and did the research and really dug in to figure out where it fits in the Remy Cointreau group. Also, I really enjoy brandy. I drink a lot of whiskey and bourbon because it's common and that's kind of a thing you do, but I enjoy brandy. I drink most of my spirits neat. Brandy is kind of an old spirit. It's one of the original distilled spirits. Wine was made a long time ago and boiling wine to reduce it for shipping essentially is what gave us brandy. Brandy comes from the Dutch word for burned wine or burnt wine, brandy wine. It was brandy wine became brandy. Anyway, brandy is really good. It's got a sweetness to it. It's got the oakiness. It's like the best of a bourbon without the bourbon. Also, St. Remy is truly French. It's hard to beat $17 out the door for a fifth of French brandy. That's a value where I'm at. It's a quality product as well. They're not going to make anything bad as part of the Remy Cointreau group. They don't have a really deep portfolio of brands. The brands they do have are high value. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor in the Core Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Tell your friends. 
Show notes are on liquorinthecoureconnoisseur.com. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcast platform. I strive to be there. The show's also on social media. Instagram is really where I'm leaning in. I love hearing from my listeners, so if there's a spirit you'd like me to feature in an upcoming episode, please let me know. And as always, thank you for listening.